another episode of the Journey Visions podcast, a podcast series by the participants of the EIT Climate Kick Summer School. We aim visions and their joint projects to tackle climate change. I am Nora. I am Lydia. And we are from the Northern Lights Journey. Today we talk with another Northern Lights Journey team called Ice Green Warriors about urban rooftop gardens a warm welcome to you guys. Um, Isa, would you give us a one minute pitch of what your project is about? Sure, can I start? Yeah, go for it, yeah. Okay, well, we are with uh, six uh, people in our team, so that's one more than uh, usual. And we had the idea of uh, making cities uh, more, more sustainable by, um, implementing green spaces in, ur in that uh, urban areas. Uh, we especially focused on uh, rooftops and then on rooftop uh, gardening, since we think that we can make an impact there in uh, dense populated uh, areas. Uh, our idea is to set up uh, a brochure uh, campaign in which we uh, make collaborations, uh, for example, uh, with the municipality. We want to start with the municipality of Arnhem in the Netherlands uh, to actually raise awareness and information about uh, green rooftops um, and what the uh, benefits and impacts of that, of that could be, uh, for example, for its uh, residents uh, or, uh, or businesses that are uh, in the cities, because there is a lot uh, of potential that can be made uh, and there are a lot of public benefits. Uh, so in order to make uh, a wider uh, systemic uh, impact, um, we want to set up uh, this campaign. Okay, thank you. That sounds very exciting. Um, okay, so we want to get all of you a little bit better. Um, uh, so I'm asking all of you to uh, quickly introduce yourselves. Um, so your study background, where you're from, but also uh, your motivation for the journey. Um, Harry, would you like to start? Sure, why not? Hello guys, my name is Harry. I'm from Indonesia. Right now I'm studying in Master Sustainable Energy System. And one thing that drives me to join the journey is actually I'm curious because before a lot of people are joining this journey, but it's in physical. This is the first time it is online and I really want to see how it's going. Thank you. Yeah, uh, that's a wonderful motivation, curiosity. Um, Helena, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, uh, my name is Helena. I'm from Northern Spain. And I just graduated from a bachelor's degree in political science. And for my studies, I didn't really get into depth uh, about climate change, but it's a topic that I really like to research on my own. So my main motive to join the journey was learning more about the topic. Great, great motive. And uh, what about you, Julia? Uh, so I'm Julia and I just graduated from my master's in sustainable food systems. So it has been all about sustainability for the last two years for me. And I feel super motivated and inspired by um, 
being surrounded by people who have the same aspirations um, towards tackling climate change. Um, so I joined this journey knowing that it would be great and a great opportunity to get to know so many people and start networking and start to get some, um, yeah, some good motivation for finding a good job. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. Um, Leonie, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm, I'm Leonie. Uh, and I'm pretty much uh, following Julia here. Um, I also recently graduated from a Sustainable Development Masters in Uppsala. Uh, just found out that Julia is also uh, has also graduated from Uppsala, uh, but another university. Um, and uh, yes, so through my studies, I became more interested in the field of climate change, I'd say. Um, but I haven't really met a lot of people being very interested in that field. Um, except for my peers at university. So this, I think this um, journey is a great opportunity to get people all, or like young people all around Europe interested in climate change with a lot of like different backgrounds and uh, interests. So it's a huge learning opportunity, but also as you have said, um, for networking um, and maybe together creating new huge things, just as our brochure that we want to create together. So um, yeah, I'm, I think it's just the start of a long, of a long journey. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, that sounds very promising. Um, Diana. Hi, I'm Diana from Germany and I'm currently doing my master in climate change in Copenhagen. And the reason why I signed up for the journey is just to meet so many inspiring people. And I think we all have the same motivation but at the same time, we all have so many different ideas and thoughts. So it's great to get inspired and to network and just to, yeah, it's a nice thought to, to create something together and like to hopefully in our combined work, do something better for the future. All right, thank you. And then last but not least, the guy behind the pitch, Aizo. <laughs> Yes, thank you very much. Uh, my name is uh, Iso. I study in Utrecht. I study the Master's uh, Sustainable Business Innovation. Um, I signed up for the Master Label Program. So um, already a few months before I knew I was going to take part in the journey, but then suddenly um, there was uh, Corona. So um, the journey went uh, online and I had some doubts before like okay am i going to sit forwards behind my computer but then um, i was convinced for the fact that it's all new um, and i think that coming out of your comfort zone is, is a good thing to do so i just um, um, yeah so I, I just yeah so i'm here that's what i mean i'm here uh, for this four weeks um, and i didn't know beforehand actually what we uh, were exactly uh, going to do um, so the first week uh, was all a little bit, um, let's say, uh, new, new things for me. Um, but in the end, I really, really liked it. I'm happy that I took part. Uh, and if I um, had the opportunity to do it next year, I would, uh, I would, uh, I would be, uh, I would do that again. Cool, cool. That's nice. We get to know each one of you 
but now we would like to know you as a group. So now I will ask each one of you what is the role of another person in your group. So let's go with Helena. What is the role of Julia in your group? Okay, I think uh, Julia's role is to bring ideas to the table. Like she, she really knows how to put new information in there that we didn't thought about it. And she also uh, is really honest <laughs> and positive. And she also has a cat that pops in once a while. <laughs> cool. Now let's hear from Julia, the cat owner. <laughs> what is the role of Harry in your group? Harry is super good to have in a group because he is very calm and relaxed and he has this uh, overview over the whole topic. So sometimes if we get lost or anything, he can bring us back to what is really important. And he takes a great deal of initiative. That's very nice. Cool. So let's hear from Harry. What is the, the role of Diana in your group? Okay, I think the role of Diana, one of the most important ones, is uh, networking. So when the first time we got uh, our project, when we get information, okay, you need to find some expert how to do this thing or about the advice or tips and tricks to do it. Diana just jump in and, okay, I got some friends or I got some uh, people that I know working for these topics. So I'm going to go and interview them. That's really great. Yeah, that's really cool, especially in these projects, like in this environment, in this context, where connection is really important. And for you, Diane, what do you say about ISO in your group? We were actually just having that conversation earlier today that ISO is our number guy. So he has like, he's really good into looking all the different sources and always has like new information for us that he can bring in. But also Iso is like, he always has great ideas that, that we could include. And I think he's really, like he always wants to give his, his best for everything that we do. So it's quite nice to have someone who just gives some extra motivation to the group. That's really cool. And Iso, what you can say about the teamwork of Leonie? Um, first, I want to thank you, uh, Diana, for your for your comment. Uh, yeah, about Leonie, like um, I can talk an hour about what Leonie's role is in our group, but I will keep it short then. Um, like the last week, I just joked that Leonie is kind of our our leader, our boss. I'm not allowed to say that, but um, it is more or less. It is true. Um, but at least Leonie is aware uh, that that should not get the overhand in our group. So we are really uh, working in a balanced uh, way, even though um, Leonie is natural is a natural uh, leader. Um, but uh, as I yeah, as you can uh, notice, uh, lots of initiative ideas and uh, a leading role in communication uh, come from Leonie. Um, but we are happy uh, to have her included in our group. And I think uh, that's of invaluable uh, importance. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so now let's hear from Leonie something about Elena in your group. I'm getting red, people. Thank you <laughs> for the flowers. <laughs> um, no, thank you for the honest feedback. And uh, I would say about Helen that she's our um, happiness responsible. With her sunny mind, just coming from the, from the south of uh, Europe, uh, from Spain, she always keeps the mood up with her. Yeah, she, she's always very positive and puts on very nice music when we try to work, um, like individually, for example. Um, but also she has very good ideas and, and she jumps in and brings back the SDGs to the table, for example. So, um, yeah, always very creative and sunny mind. And I really appreciate working with her. That's really cool. Like you really sound like a balanced group and really happy to work all together. That's that's really important. So we know a little bit more about you now and as a team. Um, let's talk about your project. So, um, Julia, which problem are you solving exactly and why? Um, it's so many problems in one, actually, but um, maybe first and foremost, it's that urban areas are the habitat for so many people. Um, and they're kind of gray and sad sometimes and there are so many problems connecting to the environment by that that a lot of space is sealed and there's um, a lot of heat trapped in the city and um, problems with floodings or water management air quality is bad biodiversity is um, decreasing and also mental health of people is sometimes lower than um, maybe in uh, rural areas because they see less nature. So by implementing these gardens on the roofs or by just um, giving people the um, necessary information they need to implement these kind of spaces on their roofs, we can uh, improve all of these problems that we just mentioned. Okay. Um, is there anyone from the team who would like to add on that? Mm, a small thing yeah I just I just um, maybe that sums up what Julia just said um, but what we realize is that a lot of people living in urban areas they're quite disconnected from, from, from nature because they're not getting in touch with a lot of ecosystems um, themselves if there is a lot of like grey infrastructure of course um, they might not know about like the importance of wildlife for example or different ecosystems and what we want to do is kind of reconnect the people with nature by bringing ecosystems back into the city, um, well, using different ways. Um, so for example, through um, roof gardens and bringing pollinators back, increasing diversity. Um, and therewith also adapt to the consequence of climate change, of course. Um, so everything is about climate change and the journey. And uh, we think that therewith we can make a big impact um, to uh, yeah, adapt cities to climate change consequences. Cool. Um, why did you choose roofs? Like, what is the motivation behind that? Maybe Isa? Why are we uh, choosing rooftops? Uh, I think the most important reason, or at least um, the first uh, thing that uh, is coming up in my mind that was when we uh, chose topics um, we had the SDG uh, and the pizza thing uh, I believe um, 
and we all yeah let's say dived into deep sea so it's all unknown for us uh, but uh, nevertheless it's still uh, it's still a challenge uh, and then when we did some uh, research on it uh, we see that in urban areas there are of course a lot of uh, challenges and problems going on which we are willing uh, to solve um, an example could be unused space uh, dominant uh, gray uh, infrastructure uh, less biodiversity, nature, etc. Um, I can sum up uh, uh, endlessly. Uh, so um, that's the reason um, why we are doing it, or at least the main reason we are doing it. In our system innovation plan, you can find a lot more, but for now, I will keep it. Uh, I will keep it summarized uh, at this. Cool. Yeah. Sounds really interesting. Uh, I would ask to Elena, what is the thing that makes your project unique okay so i think our project is unique uh, because not many people know about all the benefits that rooftop gardens actually have and so in a way it's unique because uh, with the brochure that we're trying to make um we're gonna like condense all the information so that it's closer to people. So if you have um, initiative to do something, but then you go online and you start searching and it's like super overwhelming because you get lots of sources and peoples and you don't really know what to do. So we're trying to avoid that so that people know exactly, oh, so I can do this, I can uh, plant this species if I want this, or I can um, plant food so we're trying to make it uh, easier and accessible for the for the actual citizens yeah seems really yeah it's really important to address city and sustainability in the city um i would like to ask to our networking <laughs> networking specialist what are the advice for interdisciplinary group work diana so when when you think about green roofs or like green green top uh, green gardens on the roofs um it's actually that you have to think about much more and that many systems are included so what what we would like to do how we would like to reach people is to start with the municipality um of course it would be great if municipalities would would see it themselves and would could go as an example so people can see okay there's a there's a great roof garden on top of a school or on top of a hospital and by seeing something in real life i think people are more motivated than seeing something on paper so it would would be great to convince municipalities to implement it first and then to to give the information to their inhabitants of the city so they can yeah, they can they can see okay this is not just a neutral flyer which is just spread in all over the country or in every city but it's actually my city agrees on it and supports it and they would yeah they have information for us and they want to help us so yeah I think it's it's always important to to see how many how many parties are actually included yeah absolutely Okay, so what I'm uh, curious about along the journey and um, now you guys are working on your project. Um, 
Harry, how hopeful are you for the future? Um, maybe you can elaborate a little bit. What do you mean about? Yeah, because uh, because um, I I happen to know you come from quite a different background. So you were you worked for a while in the oil and gas industry, um, and you made a hundred and eighty switch <laughs> towards okay. uh, sustainability. Um, but with this background knowledge, um, do you feel um, by working on this project and participating in in the summer school? Um, how hopeful do you feel for the future, like in terms of making a change? In terms of making change, I think it depends on the geographical area. So if we're talking about Europe, of course, I have a really high hope right now because for me, Europe is completely a different level compared to maybe, let's say, a developing country. So actually, you're right. I'm learning about fossil energy and now I'm learning about renewable energy. But actually, there will always be a drawback for everything. Maybe normal people say now, okay, fossil is bad and renewable is good. But if you see it objectively as an engineer, uh, actually, it's not 100% true. Of course, both of them have drawback. But to summarize, if... Uh, we want to see about the future. I think it'll be a great future because we are human. We are uh, created to survive. So you have uh, challenges. Of course, we're going to solve them as long as you're still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, great, great comment. Um, I really love it. And also we're heading towards the end of our episode. Um, but I have one last question um, for Diana. What was your funniest moment in a journey so far? That's a really hard question, actually. <laughs> um, I hope you had some fun, though. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. We, like, we really had so much fun. Um, I think what I remember is just to be the funniest is always when we've been all together in the main rooms and like we had we had different kind of challenges where we had to I don't know we had 30 seconds to go get the funniest thing to put on your hat and then it was a competition and we had a and we had a winner and everyone else had to dance to a funny song or something so it's like a lot of great memories and a lot a lot of fun really cool well, good here Mm -hmm. yeah well uh it was really nice to have you here guys and thank you for listening to this podcast we really appreciate your feedback on our social media channels and of course you can get in touch if you want to be part of this podcast as a participant so thank you urban rooftop uh, Gardens Ice Green Warriors. <laughs> and good luck with your project. Thank you for your inspiring words, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.